0: I'm Danny Valentino, and welcome to Crypto on the Beat, a podcast that explores the relationship between music and cryptocurrency. Every episode, we break down the latest news in the space and are joined by some of the players on the cutting edge of these new trends that are helping to reshape our world. This is Crypto on the Beat. Coming up on this episode of Crypto on the Beat, all the headlines making waves in today's digital economy, plus my interview with Marcus Feistel, COO of LimeWire. You remember it, the iconic file-sharing site from the 2000s that has now become the latest music-based NFT
1: platform. If you really want to take such a close community and, and technology to the mainstream, you have to give people a brand and a platform that is trusted and let them like figure out the journey on a platform that they know already themselves.
0: We'll get into all that and more in the full conversation coming up here in just a bit but first let's check some headlines ticketmaster just took a big step towards nft tickets in a new partnership with flow blockchain all event organizers can now link nfts with each person's ticket recipients of the nfts may gain access to vip experiences otherwise they can simply serve as blockchain memorabilia for the event talked about this at length with matt medved of nft now on the previous episode of this show and looks like things are moving along quickly the MTV Video Music Awards just became the first major award show to embrace the metaverse. MTV launched a VMA experience on Roblox ahead of the show. Blackpink won the first ever Best Metaverse Performance Award for their concert in PUBG Mobile last month. That performance was viewed more than 90 million times in the first 24 hours, and Eminem and Snoop Dogg performed their new track at the awards show, periodically transitioning into Bored Ape-like NFT characters throughout that performance. Ratings for this year's show were up slightly from 2021 and a beer with bill murray nft was sold for nearly two hundred thousand dollars at a charity auction last week the winner will get a real life date with the actor immortalized on canvas as well as the blockchain as the artist behind the collection will be on hand for the date to paint a portrait of the scene as the two sip their beers sounds like fun So excited to welcome to the show today's guest, Marcus Feistel, Chief Operating Officer of LimeWire, a brand I'm sure we're all uh, very familiar with from the the 2000s heyday uh, that has now reinvented itself and reentered the chat here in 2022 as an NFT marketplace focusing uh, on music. They've made quite a splash already and uh, very interested to see what else they might be working on. Marcus, welcome to
1: Crypto on the Beat. Hi, guys. Nice to meet you. And thanks for having me today.
0: Joining us from Austria. So we appreciate uh, appreciate the time. Now, before we jump into uh, company news, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your journey
1: and uh, how you got to LimeWire? Yes, happy to. Um, so I've been in the, in the crypto space for for quite some time now. The journey took me to BitPanda. We often called it the, the European Coinbase pretty much um, out of Austria as well. So, biggest uh, crypto broker here in, in Europe, where I was in charge of the German speaking area. This opportunity with LimeWire came across, which pretty much brings together two of my, my passions, I would say. The one really the, the experience in the NFT and in the crypto space. But that paired uh, with the music space is just, uh, yeah, extremely exciting to me. And I think a very interesting combination. So, yeah, decided to, to work on, on LimeWire. Been there like for a couple of months now, pretty much started at the beginning of this year. Together with our kickoff and the launch of the the new LimeWire platform, and here we are, yeah.
0: Pretty exciting. So you're a big crypto guy. Uh, do you own any coins, by the way, personally? Do you own any uh, NFTs uh, in the collection? Yes, yes,
1: definitely. The, the NFT I'm most proud of is my own uh, LimeWire original. That's our our own collection. So obviously, I have to I have to promote that one, but definitely already invested in crypto quite a bit, different cryptocurrencies and, and continuously do so. So quite uh, locked into the space already, I would say, yeah.
0: Excellent. <laughs> so the LimeWire story itself, I think, is pretty well documented. Huge success in the mid-2000s and then basically sued out of existence by uh, the Recording Academy, had to pay $100 million in damages and ultimately shut down back in 2010. Now here we are. And just to make sure there's no confusion with the audience, this is an entirely new team right? that came in here, bought the assets of the old company, and is going through a full-on rebrand. I mean, what can you tell us a little bit about about how we got here, about acquiring the assets and then uh, the decision to kind of come in and take the name and do something different?
1: Yeah. So it's exactly like like you just mentioned. It's an entirely new entity, new company, a new team. Um, what we acquired is pretty much the brand assets around it, right? Um, so it's the same domain. It's LimeWire.com that everybody is, is very familiar with. It's the same social media accounts that we got hold of. took quite some time to be fully honest to really get hold of all the, the brand assets uh, because those were, were scattered among different people, former employees of the old LimeWire and also, also other people that got hold of the social media accounts. But we managed to do so, um, and I think it's really a, a great opportunity. And it was also always the idea behind it to play with that nostalgia, especially in the music space and in that, that age group, I would say, that grew up with music on LimeWire, where, where there's just a natural fit and overlap with the, with the crypto and NFT community nowadays. So I think it's really a nice sweet spot between people that are already interested in music anyways, because they used LimeWire back in the days, and they are now in the NFT and crypto space, which is exactly what we, what we want to pair here with a new platform pretty much.
0: So you're back in the game as an NFT marketplace, but why why Limewire? Like why why was Limewire the brand that you guys wanted to kind of come back in with? I mean, was it the connection to the past with music or was it just kind of a way to make a splash? Like what was what was special about doing it this way?
1: So our main idea was really with like a lot of people in our team being being part of the crypto space for quite some time already that we thought, especially in in the NFT space, we have to take this mainstream somehow. Um, I think people were quite aware of NFTs last year since the prices were really skyrocketing um, for, for a couple of months and had a real success story. But I think the issue we still have with the NFT space is it's far from being mainstream. Like it's it's even more within the rabbit hole and even deeper in the rabbit hole than the, than the crypto spaces nowadays. And that already took quite some, some, some mainstream adoption. So the whole idea was really to take a mainstream brand, just like LimeWire, something that everybody knows and is familiar with, and also take a mainstream approach. So for instance, on our platform, users can easily pay by credit card as well, and not only cryptos, to really make mainstream adoption as easy as possible. And I think LimeWire is just a natural fit, especially in the music and entertainment industry. To to move mainstream adoption also in the NFT space.
0: Now, what you bring up is interesting because I think for a lot of people, you know, people hear NFTs, they don't understand, or maybe they're intimidated by it, especially when it comes to buying it. And you mentioned, uh, you know, paying with credit cards. People like to go on to, let's say, Amazon, for example, and they see what they want, two clicks, and it's already on their way. They'll have it in 48 hours. NFTs, you really haven't been able to do that. You need a crypto-native wallet. You need to buy it in Ethereum. People don't own Ethereum. You're looking to change that, right? You're talking about making it very simple and something that the average person can do with ease, right?
1: yes exactly 100% so i think especially for a broader audience for the mainstream audience you have to find a different approach um and you cannot just cater the the yeah very small community of nft um, adopters nowadays. Um, I think what we really try to achieve is, first of all, we're fully custodial. So that basically means um, that no NFT has to be withdrawn. You, obviously, you can withdraw it if you want to, but you can easily just hold them on our platform. We're taking care of all the custody. So there's nothing you really have to be equipped with any any crypto wallets whatsoever. And also the payment is, is, is in, in, in this easy and very simple way, just on a similar similar level, I would say. So you can just connect your credit card, like you just said, on Amazon as well. Uh, type in your credit card details and the purchase is pretty much on its way already. So it's really just a matter of a couple of clicks and very close to what I would say is is an online e-commerce store much rather than the typical crypto investment platform.
0: Now, we're going to get into some of the things that are on the platform in just a minute. You have some uh, major partnerships that you've signed already, but the marketing is already on point. I saw you first, ad I love it. And it's kind of a nod to the past a little bit. You brought back Soldier Boy, who was one of the few people back in the, the 2000s who actually came out in support of, of LimeWire and of file sharing and as a result his song Crank That uh, went to number one on the charts uh, in large part due to all the, the, the file sharing downloads um, the commercial I think is great I mean was that important for you guys to kind of have a little bit of a nod to the past uh, as you you know kind of brought this into the future
1: oh yes 100% I mean that's exactly what we are playing with right um, there are so many people that feel nostalgic about the brand especially like we are based in Europe now I think that's that's a new uh, thing for a lot of people based in Vienna but we saw, we were in New York a couple of times. We have uh, one of our founders now in New York at the moment. And we saw, especially in the US, there is so much brand awareness of the LimeWire brand is such uh, still floating around that this is exactly what we are playing with, right? Doing a TV commercial, I think, is very uncommon for an NFT marketplace. But for a marketplace that is like so well-known or for a brand that is so well-known as LimeWire is, I think that's just a natural thing to do. And and we were we were quite astonished by how much reach we got on social media. Um, I think like more than 6 million views within a couple of days. That was really, really interesting to see. And it seems to work, yeah? Like 100% uh, the knowledge and the and the brand awareness of the LimeWire brand as such is exactly what, what we want to achieve, yeah.
0: Yeah, thought that was very cool. And let's talk about what somebody can buy on the site now. So you go to LimeWire.com, you've got some pretty uh, well-known artists on there already doing uh, projects, uh, Travis Barker, Dylan Francis in the dance world, uh, Brandy is among them. Now, is it just JPEGs of these artists and their music or are, are there some real-life utility cases that you can get with these pieces as well?
1: So in general, we always strive to have something unique, something exclusive to the NFT collection. So it's never really just a JPEG um, like you you might have seen, especially last year when, when a lot of the NFTs have been launched. Um, I think these are, these times are over, to be honest. Um, I think just selling a JPEG without any utility or any exclusive content is will be very difficult going forward. Um, But then it really depends on the artist that completely varies. It can be exclusive music content that's probably like around 50% of the artists we're working with is really exclusive music files um, as limited edition collections. Um, but many of them also do completely different projects. So there could be in, in the case of Travis Barker, for instance, we do one collection, which is a one of one. There's only going to be like one NFT, a very rare collection where you get a digital version, and an animated version of his drum set. And the first person who actually purchases this NFT or gets it in the auction also gets the physical drum set that Travis Barker used to record music. So I think there's a lot of different approaches and ideas to connect it to the physical world.
0: Now, the site just launched, I want to say about a month or six weeks ago, and you already have one major partnership, which to me speaks volumes about about, where you guys are headed. It's with Universal Music Group. The idea that a a record label is willing to work with you, especially considering the history of the company, I think is fascinating. So you sign this partnership with UMG, Uh, their artists are going to be using your platform exclusively for NFT drops. I mean, talk about that. And what types of things might we expect from this partnership?
1: Yes, so that was again something which I think is just necessary and a natural fit to to take the whole space mainstream. Um, so the idea with Universal was very early. We already realized that a lot of the music artists we were we were working with were, uh, I would say, limited in the in the in the content they could provide on the platform due to uh, record label deals. Like obviously, because that's how the market just works nowadays, and that's exactly where like most of the big artists are set up. So we realized I think the only way to really scale this and give those artists an opportunity. To also provide their content on other platforms it's just to work with the label together and figure out a way how we can pretty much approach this new platform and new, new revenue stream um, together with their artists. So the background is really we can pretty much license all the content that Universal Music Group owns together with the artists. We always speak with the artists, obviously, and align on what the project will look like and what they actually want to offer their, their fan base uh, through the LimeWire platform but then there's pretty much no limit in terms of content what they want to use. As long as it's it's universal music group content, they can just repackage it. They can put it as an an exclusive for early access and just use the LimeWire brand and platform to repackage it as, as NFTs as a unique experience for their fans.
0: LimeWire and record labels working together. Never thought that we would see <laughs> that. Uh, you know, about a decade ago. Uh, you also signed another uh, partnership. I just want to mention briefly as well with some of the biggest nightclubs in uh, Ibiza. Uh, again, use cases for NFTs beyond just you know monkeys on a screen. Uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, relationship now and uh, the perks that uh, I think High and uh, Ushuaia, two of the biggest clubs on the island.
1: Yes, exactly. That's a very interesting project, actually. Um, That is for our LimeWire Original holders. LimeWire Originals is our pretty much the only NFT collection where we as LimeWire also act as a creator. Um, It's 10,000 NFTs, all unique characters. And the idea here, again, is to combine the NFT and the music world as neat and as closely as possible. So we created a a community of, at the moment, around 1,000 NFT holders. And the idea was right from the start to give them utility in real life, which is access to exclusive events. So we had one of of our first events was in New York, actually, where we we launched or had the kickoff of the Limewell Originals events. And now the second wave was the partnership with Ushuaia and Hai, like two of the really biggest and most leading clubs in the world. Very unique experience. The partnership also entails that every Limewell Original owner will actually be able to access the guest list for the rest of the season of those clubs for free. So again connecting the, the physical world with the NFT world and and giving our users a real life and 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 yeah, unique experience as such.
0: Absolutely. And very important to you know make the distinction that we're doing real-life utility cases with these NFTs. And I just want to bring this full circle here for a minute. So anybody who was around in the mid-2000s with the file sharing era, obviously they know LimeWire. Uh, Napster was another name that was popular. Napster also rebranding as a, an NFT type uh, company. It's really interesting
1: to see. Yes. I mean, it's a very interesting movement, right? Right. Um, I mean, they're they're both like also NAPSE is working together with Algorand as a very close partner of ours. Uh, so we know the guys quite a bit actually. Um, but it's a great idea, I think. If you really want to take such a narrow space and such a close community and and technology to the mainstream, I think that's just a way to go. You have to give people a brand and a platform that is trusted and let them like figure out the journey on a platform that they know already themselves. I think anything else might be very, very difficult to achieve in the mainstream in a short term. Um, and I think that's exactly what both of the, the platforms, Napster, as well as we are, just playing with. And, and I think it works so far.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. And uh, so you've done a lot in a short period of time. Just, uh, you know, what can you briefly tell us about what you guys have in the pipeline here in the coming months for LimeWire? So in the coming months, we,
1: we've been really preparing the platform now to be ready for the big drops um, and the big partnerships. And in the next months, um, we will definitely have some of the very large artists that we have announced already dropping the exclusive content. We have Age, for instance, a uh, UK rapper who is very, very trending at the moment in the UK, who's bringing up his, his new album, uh, Close to Home. He's launching shortly online. while well, actually this Thursday. We have, um, as you said before, Travis Barker and Brandy who are coming next. Um, so I think there's a couple of really exciting drops for different different genres, different kinds of, of music tastes um, coming up on the LimeWire platform. So stay tuned, follow the platform and I'm pretty sure you won't be disappointed.
0: Very exciting. LimeWire is back, not exactly the way you remember it and they're rebranding and heading into the future as a very exciting uh, NFT platform with the focus on music. Marcus, thank you so much uh, for joining us and look forward to uh, seeing what's next for the company. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me. Very exciting to be here.
0: That was my conversation with LimeWire COO Marcus Feistel. Just a fascinating story, how the company has essentially risen from the dead and is repositioning itself in this new digital world. And so interesting to see them working with the music industry and record labels this time around, as opposed to how things went down a decade or so ago. Looking forward to seeing what's next for the iconic brand. Special thanks to everyone who makes Crypto on the Beat possible Sarah Bentley, Roger Coletti, Bill Crandall, Jen Derwin, Emily Doherty, Mike Spinella, and Chris Watherspoon. I'm your host, Danny Valentino. Crypto on the Beat is a Serious XM production.
1: Serious XM Podcasts.